brought to you almost live from the dude in the basement studios. Why? Because that's where the good stuff is. It sips, suds, and smokes with your smoking host, the good old boys. It's sippin' time. Oh yeah, it's definitely sippin' time today, that's for sure. Listen, welcome to the Sips episode where everything good in life is worth discussing. We are the best thing on at 2 a.m. and we thank you for choosing to listen to us instead of the 123 show in Hong Kong. It's the perfect lunchtime uh, companion. One, two, three. How do you say one, two, three in, in Chinese? Anybody know? Until three. Oh, yeah, that was really lame. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm one of your hosts here, good old boy Mike. Joining me here at the table is good old boy Sparky. Howdy. And good old gal Carrie Ann. Hey there. And Charlie. Hello, hello. And Jenny. Welcome. Hello. <laughs> um, Carrie Ann is uh, joining us from Straight Up 615. Carrie Ann, tell us a little bit more about that. Straight Up 615 is my blog and catch-all for all the other things I do, mostly in Whiskey World, speaking, appearing on Mike's radio show. It's great to have <laughs> you. It's really great to have you here, and uh, I hope everyone will uh, check that out as well. Also joining us here at the table from the Charlie Tonic Hour, Charlie and Jenny. Tell us a little bit more about the Charlie Tonic Hour. Most us, most certainly. We do an alcohol-infused podcast for those who take drinking seriously. I thought this was alcohol-infused. There well, definitely alcohol. There's definitely alcohol. We, 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 uh, we kind of approach alcohol from like a cultural perspective, wouldn't you say? Yeah, we do. Uh, we look at the world through a glass. I kind of yes, like the way you put that. And, but we always have a drink segment. We always are drinking. We're always drinking on the show. It's, it's a podcast that justifies our rampant alcohol. In this 300 way. episodes and counting, never missed a Wednesday. I like that. Rationale with purpose. Yes. <laughs> that works for me. <laughs> While our sip segments are all about wine, distilled spirits, tea, and coffee, here's what we're going to discuss today. It's just going to be about gin, gin, and gin, and more gin for sure. Jim. <laughs> Definitely. Listen, um, we uh, this episode is going to be presented by Fever Tree Premium Mixers. The founders of Fever Tree believe that a gin is only as good as the tonic it's paired with. That's why Fever Tree's award-winning tonic waters have been individually crafted to complement the varied flavor profiles of gin. So, if three-quarters of your drink is the mixer... Mix with the best. Well, this is the big gin taste off. I have been waiting for this show and working towards it, and I'm so excited. We have assembled over 50 plus gins and have tasted these all in a blind tasting. Oh, what a night. Oh, what a night. <laughs> Just glad you're all still alive today. Yes. Um, yeah. So what we've done is we have selected our top 10 products to discuss today on this show. Uh, Charlie's going to get the honors of reading our SIPS ratings for today. I'm thinking, Charlie, I want you to try and channel your favorite superhero. And bonus points if you can pick any foreign accent of your choice. Oh, my goodness. Well, my favorite would be John Constantine, but I just can't do a British accent. So I'm going to go oh, game show host. Game maybe. show host. Maybe, yes. All right. So, so we're going we're gonna to take this a little different direction, but we'll be tasting and discussing these gins and rating them with the Sips rating plus our signature sounds. Here are those ratings right now. Uh, give me a glass to wash. Uh, give me a glass of water to wash out my mouth. A rating of one. Rating of two. Nice. But what else do you have? Well, isn't that nice? Rating of three. Hmm. Interesting. What was that again? Interesting. Rating of four. Let's keep this secret to ourselves and pour another. That's classified. Rating of five. We'll hear it from the audience. Oh my, I was unaware anything could be this good. Oh my goodness! Yes! 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 
Oh, I approve of five. Uh, yeah, I'm just trying to think in the hallows of lame. What do you think, Sparky? Uh, you know, I'm going to take a pass on that one. I mean, yep. you know, give give him a rookie start on that. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Totally. I'll, take, I'll take a rookie. I'm, I'm happy with that. Yeah. Maybe yeah. the second time around okay. uh, for Charlie. We'll see. Okay. He needs more gin first. I do. I, I do. I, I, I. That's my superpower. <laughs> gin. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got plenty of that. Well, listen, we're going to discuss a, a ton of gin in this episode. And if you'd like to know about more about this style of alcohol, listen, there's a Gen 101 episode that can give you all the background to understand gin a whole lot more. We're just not going to cover that on today's episode. Carrie Ann, tell us a little bit more about what we're going to do. I'm thinking we should have listened to the Gen 101 before we started last night. (laughs) (laughs) So we did have a huge inventory that we uh, went through for you, so you don't have to. Um, We broke these products down into London Dry and then the ever-popular category of everything else. It's probably not a perfect process, but it was one that made sense at the time for this episode. London Dry has a common taste profile, more juniper-led with a touch of citrus and rooty finish. We were looking for those and found a couple. Since 2008, there is even a designation in the EU related to ABV and what cannot be added, like coloring. We selected two products in this category for our top 10, and those were Beefeater and Vanagander London Dry Gin. It's really fun to say. I like saying Vanagander. 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 I think it's cool to say it after you've had way too much. <laughs> yeah, that I, was really great. I don't know what you're talking about. I think about. it'd be a great name for a nemesis. Damn you, Vanagander. <laughs> See, where were you 10 minutes ago? I was, uh, okay, thank you. <laughs> I needed a nemesis. That's what I needed. Okay. Uh, Let's see. And we're continuing with this. Jenny. So, yeah, the other category was the everything else. Um, So what does that mean? This is a huge uh, range of things, mainly a lot more botanicals and a marked change in the ABV with some of the navel strength gins in there. Uh, Sometimes it's completely absent of juniper or citrus. So, again, this may be an imperfect process to take a topic, um, but we're doing this in one hour. Um, It seemed to work uh, for us, though. We had um, over 800 gins worldwide. And of course we had about 50 of those in your living room. So, uh, you can imagine there's a great deal of variation, uh, really stark changes between region and between different styles. And even the 50 that we looked at had, it had a huge variety of flavors. Uh, we had gins, uh, from the U S UK, Scotland, Japan, Spain, and Italy, just to name a few of the places. So uh, what we did is we established a top 10 list. Uh, Listen, this is not a list from 1 to 10. You should think of all these as number 10 or number 1, whatever works for you. Um, And all these products are basically on equal footing. So here is our top 10 gin list from Sip, Suds, and Smokes. Beefeater, London Dry Gin. The Vanagander, London Dry Gin. The Vermont Spirits Cooper's or coppers, coppers, uh, American style gin, the, uh, Kenobi, uh, Kyoto dry gin, Plymouth gin, Durham distillery, conniption, American dry, Woody Creek, Colorado gin, the St. George, uh, bonnet, botanivore gin. See you, th- you, you guys, who lost that bet? <laughs> yeah, I didn't bet. Uh, no, I see. I was, I was, I was thinking. I did not bet. I was thinking that Charlie was going to go for it. Did not bet. I, I would say after the 85th uh, spotted gin, who can say that right? Uh, last two: Death's Door Gin and Cutwater Spirits Old Grove California Small Batch Gin. So those are our top ten products that we're going to go over today, and we're going to go over those. Uh, in this order. So listen, we're going to start right off uh, the bat with the two London Dry products with the Beefeater London Dry Gin, and Sparky's going to introduce this. Okay, uh, Beefeater London Dry Gin, or what fueled my father during my entire childhood. Uh, (laughs) There's definitely an attachment there for me. Uh, From James Burroughs' original recipe, Desmond Payne, the world's most experienced master distiller oversees a bold and distinct gin that sets the standard for London dry gins. Since 1863, it has stood the test of time and now claims the title of world's most awarded gin and the thing that keeps my children alive. A product 
of our <laughs> creative city, Beefeater, is pr still proud to be made in the heart of London. With big juniper character and strong citrus notes, this is a real London dry gin um, for those that really enjoy the taste of gin with vitamin gin. There are nine botanicals, including some I've never heard about by angelic, like Ang angelica root and yeah, angelica, angelica root. root. Yeah. All right. This was one of the two products that we chose in the London dry style category. There you have it. Yeah. So what do you think about this? Well, at least for me, uh, I mean, this this is my go-to gin at the house. I mean, I if I could buy it in bigger than 1.75 liters, like small tanker truck or bathtub, oh, I would have that. But, uh, you know, the first thing that hit me with it was uh, just very, you know, very forward with the juniper. Uh, you could just get a lot of alcohol on it. Uh, and then right behind that came the... Uh, the evergreen, the uh, juniper right behind it. Um, and almost a little note of pine here. I'm just going to take a little refresher right here. Lovely. And then just, uh, yeah, sorry, had to. Uh, and then on the, on the tasting uh, side of the note, on the tasting side of it, uh, you know, just so crisp. Um, I almost get like a pucker with it. Uh, then right behind that, you've got the juniper, uh, just so well balanced, I think. Nice dry finish. And then just a, a, a little bit of citrus. I know a lot of people say that they can pick up uh, licorice, but uh, I didn't really get that so much uh, out of it myself because I despise licorice. Um, but yeah, what, what about you, Karen? So it's no secret I'm not the biggest fan of London Dry, but through this uh, blind tasting last night, this one was a pleasant stop. Um, it actually tasted like gin and... I was excited to see it. Hmm. Don't love it still. You know, uh, I thought, so this is a macro brand. How many uh, million gallons do you think of beef eater created every year? Like 5 million? It's got to be more than that. <laughs> it's got to be more. Yeah. We'll be right back after this break. Cool. That's a Flaviar box, the online spirits club where they send you products that you can't find in lots of stores, plus access to all those rare products. Wow, there's lots of cool stuff in this box. Plus, I see you can get a wide variety of products. Yep, it's like a holiday or birthday every time that little box shows up. Plus, I get free shipping on any full-size bottles that I order from Flaviar. It's like being a spirits explorer, getting to discover new products. They even carry plenty of products we've talked about right here on Subsides and Smokes, like the Caval Gin, Glengoyne 21 Scotch, and Redbrush Irish Whiskey. I'm going to get this for me as well, as a gift from Dave. Right, the hallmark of most relationships, shopping for yourself. You can sign up online at Flaviar.com. That's F-L-A-V-I-A-R.com. Look, they have rum. Mm, I love rum. And scotch and cognac. Oh, this is such a wonderful gift from Dave. And tequila and bourbon and rye and Irish whiskey and gin. Mmm, I love gin. Hey, welcome back to Sip, Suds, and Smokes. On today's episode, we are going through the big gin taste-off is what we're going through. Uh, we are uh, make our, made our way through uh, 50 different gins. Uh, we're going through our top 10 list. We just went through uh, one of the London Dry products that we shortlisted, which was Beef Eater. And uh, Kirian, uh, did you have any other tasting notes around any of this you wanted to mention? Nope. On the Beef Eater, I mean... Like I said, London Dry is not my very favorite style, but of the styles that we went through, it hit all the marks that it should. Uh, I, I appreciate that about it. I love the uh, the learning process, even for this team. You know, oh my gosh, yes. Around. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all the way around. Well, uh, we're going to have one uh, rating as we're going through these, and our SIPs rating for Beef Eater is actually going to be three. Interesting. So uh, the next product uh, up is going to be the Vanagander. And uh, Charlie's going to introduce this product for us. Absolutely. I kind of wish we'd held this one for the end, but let, let, me, let me give you the, 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 <laughs> the standard description here. Our gin is distilled according to the London Dry method the, and following Galician traditional experience. Uh, to make our gin, we use the best 100% grain alcohols, the best botanical pick, and the great advantage of an exceptional supply of Galician tops 
quality water. Its nose is intense and very complex. As you are able to catch a scent, another one stands out and then another. This mix is remarkable, remarked by a halo of fresh character with citric notes, tangerine lime, flowers, orange blossom and iris, spices, cinnamon, nutmeg. In mouth, it's kind at first, then fresh and vibrant with a sparkling trickle tickle at the tip of the tongue. It repeats its aromatic range and leaves afterwards a clear and enduring memory that invites you to take that next sip. I think, I think that Jen wants to, to take us on a date yeah. or something. Oh my gosh. Please bring in the hip waiters. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so what do you think it tasted like? I was, I mean, out of all the gins we tried, this one just knocked my socks off. It, it just, it had... Uh, I think I, I described it kind of like a little bit of a flavor corkscrew. Like I, I didn't, I didn't quite understand it at first, and I agree with the description, which I think is valid, which I don't always agree with in these. But I thought it was, it kind of took you somewhere and then twisted on you and took you somewhere else, and it just had so many layered flavors. It was interesting in a way that I don't normally get out of gin. So it was, it was different, fresh. I don't think it really agrees with kind of the London Dry tradition that it says on the label. I would think of it more as a kind of a floral approach but it's 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 so refreshingly different that's what i like about gin it's like yeah. a palette you paint on we all tried it and we thought this doesn't really taste like a london dry but we liked it so much we gave it a pass yeah yeah it's yeah it's got some great spice notes to it it's uh -huh. not as juniper forward and the, the nose this is the only gin that we had i think of the tasting where i could just sit and smell this all day it smells yeah, so good yeah, yeah yeah and the only one of the tasting that i went and i actually immediately found the website and tried to like get a bottle and how hard Spain. is it to get Spanish I don't, you can order it I think oh really I, I, yeah. I, haven't, I haven't dug fully in yet because but I'm going to um, this one this one really I'm, did I'm blow me away a wild I'm, mad rush. I was gonna say I'm pretty ISO that stuff is really I was good. I was shocked I really was um, so uh, had any of you tried a Spanish gin uh, that you can think of you know before mm -hmm. this exercise I, I for me no nope, no, no, no not head. at all no. yeah uh, so I, that begs the question i really wonder what else they're <laughs> yeah. making in espana that uh you know we haven't uh, haven't tried you know here on the show because i thought this was a a wonderful rendition as well i, so. I smell a road trip how can they have yeah. a financial crisis when they're making stuff like that? i know they need to step it up <laughs> sell some more of that right <laughs> come agree. on yeah right well our sips rating for the vanagander london dry gin is going to be a five. Oh my goodness yes yes that's how I felt after we drank. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> did you guys mix it in a drink at all? Just out of curiosity, have you no. tried that? We did not. I did. I, I made a gin and tonic with everything yeah? that came in the door. So yeah. you're never getting malaria ever again. That's correct. <laughs> That's if we have time, fantastic. I'll talk a little bit about some of the ones that I shortlisted through that experience. Okay. So nice. I tried them all neat. I had one with a uh, neat and with a uh, gin and tonic. Um, and uh, yeah, so there's definitely uh, several along the way that I caught my short list. I thought so. it was classy how you guys laid down plastic before you tasted the 50. I mean, that was, <laughs> you guys are pros. You know what's up. Look, you know, it's all about high quality planning, you know. At about 37, we were like, we've made a horrible mistake. Monsieur, <laughs> <laughs> bring me a bucket. Yeah. Is that why you're wearing a life alert necklace? <laughs> Jenny was texting friends saying, save me. <laughs> Well, uh, just uh, something to help you kind of follow along and maybe look at the full inventory of what we tried. We will post the entire inventory of this tasting on our website, on uh, on our Facebook site, along with this episode. So you can take a look at some of the other items that we had in the London Dry category that didn't necessarily make this shortlist. So uh, like we mentioned earlier, the process we use is to go through um, all the London Dries and then the remaining um categories we just kind of put all in one common category except for barrel age there were no barrel age products in the rest and uh we shortlisted eight products out of that and we're going to go through those eight next and uh starting off with this is going to be the vermont spirits uh copper's american style gin jenny is going to introduce this for all us all right uh copper's gin it's distilled with wild juniper berries hand-picked in northern vermont this was not the only gin that talked about hand picking their juniper i juniper was, must was be it very sustainable because i really don't even want to try this it's not sustainable <laughs> it's, it's so sustainable so come with a free berries. bumper sticker <laughs> i picked the juniper berries uh, <laughs> 
pick yeah, your so. own season in Vermont. You dangle and I pick them. Juniper season. There's a big, all the tourists come in and pick the junipers. So what uh, else about this one? <laughs> has some coriander, uh, angelical root, um, cassia, orange peel, cardamom pods. Uh, basically, the idea was to make a gin that would be recognizable to gin lovers, but using local botanicals and small batch production techniques. So this is a small batch gin, and I described this as a manly gin, and I'm not sure why in my <laughs> notes, but... I'm, I'm wearing it right now. <laughs> I think the reason for that was it was low down on the list. Yeah, it was. Um, it does not seem quite as manly by the light of day as it... <laughs> did last night but it has still got some great spice to it um nice flavor and i and agree it is it is a more traditional this tastes more like a traditional london gin than the vanaganders does hmm. yeah it was um but so i, I kind of smooth yeah i went like earth kind of root licorice a little bit through, through the flavor for me uh long finish i was really surprised how the kind of the taste and i think that's why i scored it a little higher was the fact that the taste once you initially tried it hung with you and, and a lot of these were just like ghosts moments later and this one actually kind of had a presence that i liked it kind of hung with me like a good friend hmm. well uh there you have uh, some of our tasting notes for the vermont spirits coppers american style gin our sips rating is going to be a four that's classified. Up next is the Kenobi Kyoto Dry Gin, and I'm actually going to introduce this. And here's a brief uh, description from the distiller. Kenobi, that's not to be confused with any Jedi of any kind. That actually means the beauty of the seasons. Is inspired by tradition and distilled, blended, and bottled in Kyoto. Arjan, Arjan, Arjan. Our gin is made in recognizable dry stills or dry styles with a distinctive Japanese accent. Oh, we couldn't have a fun with the Japanese accent now. So uh, Kenobi dry gin is uh, created with uh, Japanese botanicals. That's the uh, stuff you hang in front of your nose. It smells good. Uh, but uh, with uh, yellow yuzu, you know what uh, yellow yuzu is? Hi. Uh, yellow yuzu is hi. It's going to be very good. Uh, so uh, not of a Kyoto perfection. No trainer go up there. So uh, Kinoko wood chips. Uh, how many nobody with that is? Nobody. So uh, there you go. It's a bamboo. Everybody know what bamboo is, yes? Yeah. So and Is that uh, the stuff you're shoving under our fingernails right no, now? No, it's, uh, <laughs> it's a very good Japanese accent. Hi. <laughs> I, I just like to thank you, Mike, for not only getting us banned in Japan, but also Once again. the entire, <laughs> all all of Asia, so I you're, think. you're saying we won't get any more Japanese distilled just, products? Just, no. Really? Well, you may get something, but uh, yeah. I'm not sure I'm going to drink it. <laughs> oh, a special special gift for just, you. Just Good for you. Mike, for exactly. my Japanese. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's, uh, yeah, we're not going to talk about what the doggy doing uh, in there. So, all right. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, so there's some tea in here and uh, some other things, uh, peppercorn berries uh, in this gin. So very botanical uh, forward uh, for this gin, for sure. Um, I think what's uh, – so, again, we've moved to a completely different uh, region. Um, I have to say, never had Japanese gin before. I've had a lot of other things from Japan, but uh, definitely not. Um, this is uh, – you can definitely um, – Get a pick up a lot of botanicals and um, some essence of juniper off of this. Um, here, let me take a quick swig of this. Um, you know, it's really kind of pleasing coming into it as a, a nice ramp of the sweetness into this. Um, it is so well balanced all the way from the beginning, the middle, and a really nice clean finish off of this as well. That peppercorn thing is uh, kind of at the end off of this, but just a really uh, pleasant gen all the way around. Uh, let's see. Yeah, my first tasting Carry note on it up. was black pepper. Um, I got a lot of black pepper on the nose and immediately on my palate, but that's Did my, you guys almost got like a melony, tiny... maybe it's a sweetness or something like that, but I got a, like a melon for a second. Really? Yeah, yeah definitely citrus. I got citrus oh, okay. when I went Interesting. in. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. I didn't get wood chips. I have no, to go back and no test wood that chips. Out. And no bad Japanese accent of this. Uh, <laughs> so, listen, for uh, Kenobi uh, Dry Gin, we're going to have a sips of rating for number four. <laughs> That's classified. 
I never wanted to go to Japan anyway. Yeah. I mean, yeah. now I can't. What's really sad is I actually spoke Japanese for about four years. So, you know, and wow. I, I don't know any of it anymore. Wow. So, yeah. So sad. I think um, you're off the at least you maintain now. the accent. Uh, yeah, thank wow. you. I appreciate that. No, uh, no beef for me. You no see cow in Japan. No. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, all right. Up uh, next is uh, going to be a really well-known gen. We're going to talk about Plymouth Gen, and Carrie Ann's going to introduce this for us. Yeah. So Plymouth Gen is a true original. Since 1793, its unique recipe of botanicals has been made to the highest standards in the same distillery in the very heart of the historical city of Plymouth on England's southwest coast. I thought Plymouth was a rock over here in this country. No. Uh, no. A lot of Americans <laughs> get that confused. You yeah. have stolen all rocks and you've put them on the other side of the pond and then you name them after stuff that's right next to us. You got some nerve. It's the gin. <laughs> These factors have resulted in our particularly English gin becoming a famous and well-traveled as those who first tasted it. This is made at the Blackfriars Distillery and is the oldest working distillery in England. I'll give them that. So you won't argue with the history. <laughs> Let's just say they're right. Um, yeah. So I chose to talk about this one because I was most surprised that this is um, of the second category. The gin that I rated the highest um, was very disappointed to find out what it was. But my first note on it was Aww. Jenny Gin Gin. I um, definitely think it hits all of the notes a gin should and does it in a really fantastic and balanced way so from the nose to the finish um i think it's a really complete balanced gin uh, juniper definitely the driver um takes good direction from the citrus and the warm spices and there's a little residual sugar it's just really yummy and creamy i enjoyed it i didn't mean to mm. <laughs> it just happened so uh and and i don't know if you guys knew this but the gin and tonic uh, uh, this was the original gin that was used in that because this is what would follow uh, the British Navy everywhere uh, they would go. So this is what they used in that. And uh, But anyway, no, on the uh, nose, it was very subtle, lovely. I almost got like some, uh, on the botanical side, some almost some uh, floral rose notes uh, and then a little bit of citrus. Um, much more sweet on the front uh, and smooth with this nice creamy round mouthfeel to it um uh much less astringent than of course the blended dry style and uh light and uh i i enjoyed i i use this all the time at home uh and i was telling you guys earlier you really should try plymouth's version of slow gin it's quite excellent uh, yeah i sell that in their product lineup and i it's been a while since i've had that so yeah that would be really good yeah i'd like to go back and revisit this and try it with some cocktails i really am impressed with it and I guess it's been a while since I tasted it but it, it really just fills up your mouth and keeps nice finish on it well for Plymouth Gin our Sip Sudden Smokes rating uh, is going to be a 4 for the OG um, so one quick uh, story so uh, I was happened to be at the liquor store picking up a few things for us uh, right before uh, this and I was going out of the checkout line and there was a guy that was in front of me picking up a really famous tonic um, that I love as well and uh, that I made all the gin and tonics that I made I made them all the same uh, tonic and everything else but this guy had like four four packs a lot of a lot of tonic and I asked him I said are you going to you know be making you know something with this and he said oh yeah we really love this with Plymouth and uh, he actually infuses it with cucumber and strawberry as uh, the way they make it in England. Yeah, he said uh, that's the do. way they make it locally there and uh, with this tonic and it's just outstanding. And so I don't think I've had quite that combination. I've had cucumber and strawberry and gin and tonic, but not with Plymouth. So I want to come back and uh, swing back and try that for myself. So, yeah, it sounds good. Yeah. Well, that's, well, I mean, it's very similar to Pim's cup, you know, because that's, you know, gin based and it's got the whole. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't think it'd be bitter like uh, Pim's cup, you know, tends to be. So, so you're going to tell us what tonic that is? Or are you withholding? I'm going to withhold the brand name. Oh, Until on. they offer so, a sponsorship. Yeah, correct. Oh, Maybe. No. There you go. See, she's the bright one at the okay. table. Thank you for that. That never that. happens. All right. Let's keep moving right on along because next up is going to be the Durham Distillery Conniption American Dry. Carrie Ann's going to introduce this one for us. So Conniption American Dry Gin. Traditional 
small batch distillation techniques merge with modern lab technologies to create an American dry gin that is supremely clean, crisp, and complex. This conniption is triggered. If we're going to talk about how conniptions are triggered, that's a whole other show. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> so this one's tri- triggered. Does it start with pouring this gin? <laughs> By a novel two-step manufacturing process that first gives botanicals like Indian coriander, angelica root, it's the distant cousin of Angelica Houston, and cardamom is sophisticated <laughs> footing with juniper from vapor infusion in our custom-designed German pot still. Next, because there's more, the fresh and floral notes of cucumber, citrus, and honeysuckle flowers are individually vacuum distilled at room temperature and then blended into the gin base to provide a refreshingly modern flavor <laughs> profile that is utterly brazen and irresistible. I think that this uh, product Jesus. description was written by somebody from Canada. <laughs> Do you think so? Yeah. A PhD from Canada. Yes. Fud. The vacuum yeah. distilled must be the modern lab techniques they were Lottie, referring to. I need to. a GNT. Yeah. I, I heard A at the end of every one of those sentences. I'm yeah. Think, yeah, I agree. You <laughs> at, least, <laughs> at least four and a half months to write that product description. Yes, yes. You know. It didn't take me so long. Mm. What'd you think of this? I will mention this is the very last gin we tasted last it is. night. Yeah. And we were really ready to be done. So we <laughs> which, were like, which, this is the one. Let's go. Ginny did not even leave a tasting note on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so my original notes were getting a little shorter, but um, I definitely um, pulled out notes of white pepper, um, grass, some lavender and florals, and then the tasting notes told me I had tasted cucumber. So now that's what I taste. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Um, well, the the thing that really hit me was I actually wrote down sweet rye because it has kind of a, sw- a, a sweet, spicy, you know, element right up front. There's kind of some juniper and some other herbs kind of in the middle, um, but really balanced about this. I think it's uh, that sweet, spicy thing is, is really kind of in check, you know, for this. Kind of like me. Yeah. <laughs> Girl, <laughs> but I, I think the fact that this hung tough and we scored it so well at the end was really says a, a very lot. dirty yeah. end. Well, listen, <laughs> uh, for the uh, Durham Distillery uh, Conniption American Dry, our sips rating for this is also going to be a four. That's classified. Well, you've heard about lots of good gin so far, and we definitely have a lot more ahead of us. We'll be right back and talk about the more. Destination. But baby, the whole elation Riding down this lover's avenue As slow as a willow blows Or as fast as the whirlwind grows We glide beneath the stars in cobalt blue Look to the left, to the right Keep your eyes on the road, my darling Wondering if we're only passing through Open roads and open windows My hand is yours forever, sweet love Our eyes ahead on these back roads with a view Hey, welcome back to Sip Suds and Smokes. On today's episode, we are talking about the big gin taste off. And uh, we are going through over 50 plus gins that we've done in a blind tasting. We've selected our top 10 uh, for today, and we are going through those. And we have three more products to go over, and we'll have plenty of time to talk a little bit more, probably uh, about the exercise itself. Up next, we're going to cover. A, uh, a product you can probably find pretty easy. So I'm, I think we're all kind of happy this made the list. So this is the St. George uh, Botanivore Gin. Sparky's going to introduce this. St. George Botanivore Gin. Botanivore, or botanical eater, or a new food craze that I really never want to see, is comprised of 19 different botanicals working in concert. Think of a meadow in bloom, herbaceous, fresh, and elegant. Boy, this is scooping it, isn't it? Okay, look, these people are from San Francisco. So open your gold. I'm gate. telling you, these are people that have driven down from Washington to write this marketing copy. What is in it? 
Count With Us, Angelica Root, Bay Laurel, Bergamot Peel, Black Peppercorn, Caraway, Cardamom, Cardadad, Cilantro, Cinnamon, Citra Hops, Citra Hops? Really? Coriander, Dill Seed, Fennel Seed, Ginger, Juniper Berries, and a Kitchen Sink, and a Lemon Peel, Lime Peel, Lemon Lime Peel, Orris Root. Meanwhile, back at the ranch. Carton of Cigarettes, <laughs> Seville Orange Peel, Star Anise. Good God. It's the whole foods herb section. Uh, did they run out of label or like how did that? Because that's the tiniest bottle I've ever seen. Yo, Jethro, it's throw adorable. it in there. See if it works there. Good grief. <laughs> Makes you wonder if there's anything that didn't make the cut. They're like, no, that doesn't go. Yeah, definitely. I, I did not get the Citra Hops at all. Did anybody else? It was one of a hundred. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, so, yeah, uh, for me, it was kind of a little bit sweet. Uh, and really, the overriding on the nose was just, uh, I, I got sweetness on the nose, and then there was just juniper for days and days and days. I didn't pick up anything else. So that's clearly, to me, was the number one uh, botanical in there. Um, uh, I, I thought it was a little bit harsh and a little bit too complex. Plex, honestly, I just basically my notes, I didn't read the specifics on it, but my specific notes I wrote down were loads of botanicals. <laughs> I literally wrote that. So, well, they're 19. That, that's what yeah. it's yeah. Oh, it's in there. Um, so yeah, man. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what you would do with this other than maybe weaponize it. Um, <laughs> I'm kind of afraid of what would happen in a cocktail or something like that, but. But hey, if you're looking for a flavor profile, it's in there. I guarantee you. Hmm. That's um, actually the thing that I dislike most about this category is that because there's so many botanicals, it kind of doesn't work a lot of times in like a martini or a lot of like the classic gin cocktails. True. Absolutely. Yeah. Man. No, that's a great point. Especially if you're looking for a very uh, classic taste profile in that cocktail, you know, you know what a London dry martini should taste like, right? Yeah. yeah. And if you're going to build some like new cocktail with it, you know, maybe if you had a, I don't know, maybe a Citra Ford beer or something like that and want to make a beer cocktail, um, you could play with that. I don't know. But uh, yeah, that's my two cents. Well, uh, a couple of my uh, thoughts on St. George uh, Botanivore. Um, you know, kind of juniper uh, right up front, sweet, really incredible balance uh, to this. And I thought the the spice uh, in this was really subtle and it really had enough room for all of this stuff to kind of be there at the table with you. And we had several things that had all these really complex, you know, bot botanical infusions uh, to it. So uh, there's another product on the market that we didn't have in the lineup that I thought was kind of a companion to this. But if you don't know St. George's lineup, they actually have three different uh, versions. They have this, they have a dry rye and a terroir or kind of the three uh, horsemen um, that, you know, kind of go through their renditions of looking at at Jen and we had all three and it's nice that this one actually presented itself so well in this whole lineup so uh really uh fantastic that um we got to have this in the lineup our sip suds and smokes rating for the St. George Botana Botanivore <laughs> is going to be a four that's classified so up next, uh, we're going to go through Woody Creek, Colorado Gin. Jenny's going to introduce this uh, for us. All right. Uh, so we're going to introduce uh, Woody, Woody Creek, Creek Gin. gin. Uh, and Charlie <laughs> wanted to do that with me because it is a gin that we found at uh, Tales of the Cocktail uh, when we went this summer. And I could spend this whole segment just talking about the burlesque show party that they threw at Tales of the Cocktail with an gin, ice. Gin, burlesque, and New Orleans. Are you in Sparky? Bur Is there ever going to be a Tales of the Cocktail <laughs> no, 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 no. anymore? Burlesque gun, gun, with gun. ice skates. Ice, oh my god! It was burlesque on ice skates. Burlesque dancer. Oh, are there lasers involved? <laughs> Didn't that, need that, it. That might have come later. <laughs> Perhaps sharks with lasers. <laughs> Uh, but I actually, I did, I did like this gin. Um, it is. Uh, let me let me tell you a little bit about it. Uh, it is a combination of a classic London and New World gin. Uh, they start with a pure potato spirit and distill it above proof. So what that means is they make a potato vodka and they use their vodka as the base. That's what that means. Um, they take locally sourced hand-picked junipers. Again, hand-picking the junipers, very important. Mix them with other botanicals such as fresh lemongrass, coriander, cinnamon, angelica, hibiscus, lavender, cranberries, and grains of paradise. 
orange and lemon peel, lime wedge, everything. Yes. Um, the, the base spirit and the botanicals are left to macerate for a few, uh, full day at 150 degrees Fahrenheit and then redistilled. Uh, it's extremely smooth, handcrafted, ultra premium American gin with extraordinary character and complexity. What, what are grains of paradise? I am just, <laughs> oh, they are the elixir of life and make great beer, by okay, the way, too, okay. with that I'm herb. Just, yeah. I am. I am novice on that front. But I, I do like uh, potato vodkas, and I this does give it a very different mouth feel than the other gins that we had. It's very creamy. Um, and I enjoyed it a lot. It's a little bit, uh, there's, there's a flavor to it I can't quite place, and I'm going to hand the glass mm-hmm. over to Charlie so that he can try and, and come up with it because he's always he always knows what to say about these things. No, he's just gonna stand there. I'm gonna stand there and stare and leave you hang. I'm sorry. I'm 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 truly appreciating the flavor. No, it's it is it is a little bit more of an aggressive flavor than some of these, and I like that. It 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 comes at you a little stronger and 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 kind of plays with you a little bit. But um, in terms of what that flavor is, I'm getting. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't nothing jumps out at me. It's just there's ta- like, it's there's tasty. A, there's it a candiness tasty. to it. Vanilla is what yeah. I got. I kept getting like that, this creamy to, vanilla. Yeah, feel I think to it. I think that might be it because it's sort of looking in more of a, a sweets baked goods kind of a realm almost more than a lot of the other ones yeah yeah i like the spicy finish on it i mean it's got a nice spice to the end well thank you both for the woody creek colorado gin our sip says and rating for that is going to be a four that's classified up next is going to be Death Store Gin, and Charlie's going to introduce this product for us. Absolutely. I always, um, well, I'll save my story till after. Death Store Gin has a surprisingly simple botanical, is a surprisingly simple botanical mix of juniper berries. Yeah, I'm going to slow down here. Juniper berries, coriander, and fennel. Using a mix of juniper berries that includes the wild juniper of Washington Island. How much, how much gin have you had? I know. <laughs> Last night's coming back. Last night's coming back fast. That was quick. No. With coriander and fennel seeds, Death Store is able to showcase how complementary and complex simple expressions can be. Like the vodka, Death Store Gin employs a flavorful base that includes hard red winter wheat, corn, and malted barley. Death Store Gin has a full London Rye flavor without all the bitterness because of the vapor extraction process and the base spirit. In fact, you can taste the three botanicals. Loaded juniper berries in front, spicy citrusy notes of the coriander seeds in the middle mid plate, and soft cooling finish of the fennel seeds. Death Store Gin is big enough to stand up to classic and vintage cocktail treatment, but soft enough to be enjoyed on the rocks as a dry martini. It is truly the utility gin of its time, and this is a really overwritten statement, if you ask me. <laughs> so this only has three botanicals in it? Is yes, that what that was, yeah, that's what saying? I was saying? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I wow. was, when I saw it, I was very dismissive. Um, because uh, I work with a series of bars in Cincinnati and they brought this on and it's been kind of the almost like a house gin we've been using there. Not not a well gin, but it's, it goes into a lot of cocktails. And I, I there's some other gins I thought should be there. And I was when we when I saw it in the lineup, I, I kind of wrinkled my nose at it and I thought, no. And I was really kind of surprised how much of a quality product it was compared to what I thought it was gonna be. I thought this was, I thought this was kind of like a, a bottom shelf gin. And I, I really did it a disservice, I think. So I'm owning that. For shame. For shame. Well, they did bill themselves as a utility gin, so it's I know, not all on you, I know. brother. I, I felt like I should have <laughs> like like channeled like a, a heavy metal death metal voice distortion. You know, I was like, go go deep with it. But I just didn't have it in the presentation. It would be <laughs> a lot better than the rest of the marketing copy yes, you read. Yes, that's for sure. I know. I know. The death short gin. Welcome to but, death But store. utility gin to me sounds like, man, I need to decrease these engine parts. If only I had some utility <laughs> gin. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just spray a little utility gin in there, fix it right up. Yeah. Uh, so I, I have found this on my own personal bar quite a bit for some reason. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I'm pleasantly surprised. I, I agree that, you know, when you know that there's the three botanicals in there, you can pretty much taste, yep, those are the three things I taste. I'm mm-hmm. juniper, coriander, and fennel. Yep. That's. Yeah. I mean,. I, I certainly came. I mean, it was just all over the palate when I was doing it. I, I definitely, I got, I got a little bit of pine out of it, a little bit of lemongrass, kind of. But it was, it was interesting. Hmm. Well, there you have our <laughs> uh, lineup for the Woody Creek Colorado. Uh, no, 
this is Death Door. I'm sorry <laughs> for Death Door Jen and our Sip Suds and Smokes rating for that is going to be a three. Interesting. Well, we're up to our last product, uh, which is going to be the Cutwater Spirits Old Grove, California. I'm going to introduce this product and we'll have some time to chat about this as well as uh, some other things about this exercise here. So for the Cutwater Spirits Old Grove, Jen, here is the product description from the maker of this. Now, this is a product that's actually made by a beer maker. Is that right? Ballast? Not anymore. Not no. anymore. No, so yeah, they spun this off. Is contract. Yeah, they spun off. Uh, they, uh, they took their money and ran, literally, to, right. to make spirits. So here's the uh, uh, product description. I, I get to editorialize again. No, no Japanese accent. Thank God. The Tory Pine, unique to a semi-arid shores of San Diego, but strangely reminiscent of Juniper Tree, not the embodies the London dry style. Our old grove gin blends the best of both worlds, crafted from fresh cracked earth and bold juniper berries with subtle hints of fragrant rose and locally sourced coriander for a drink that's upstanding and proper yet anything but contrived i don't think you should word the use the word contrived in any marketing description whatsoever no. <laughs> um so uh yes yeah, is a, a really um i thought it was an interesting product to throw uh into the mix for sure um uh i'm, I'm sorry i just wanted to come back and actually uh taste it again here so it has a very subtle rye uh, to it um a very sweet finish um to it mm. yeah uh that sweet finish i think is kind of the signature uh move around this um as well um anybody else have some thoughts on this yeah so we tasted this right after um um a gin that I described as uh, having a tinge of vomit. So I really liked it. <laughs> so this was your rebound gin? Yes. Are you saying this is yes. rebound it's gin? It's a little is rebound for me. It, was, oh. it benefited uh, from the, from the uh, placement in the lineup. Yes. I um, found it to be balanced and tasting of gin and not vomit. So got my approval. <laughs> well, um, I'm glad that uh, we came back around to this. Our sip side and smokes rating for the Cutwater Spirits Old Grove California Small Batch Gen with a few less words in it is actually going to be a four. <laughs> That's classified. Well, uh, there you have our uh, top ten and uh, our ratings for each of these. You know, uh, we have a little bit of time to kind of talk about the exercise itself. Yeah, let's do that. I hate exercise. Uh, you know, so this was four months in the making, you know, coming, getting all these products assembled and, you know, kinda, thank you. Good uh, Lord. Yeah. I mean, you just, on uh, really Sparky just opened the tinge of vomit. Oh, uh, well, you know, if we have time, we'll talk about uh, what may Oof. have dragged at the, uh, at the end of this, but I do want to talk about the exercise because I love Carrie Ann's comment, you know, kind of coming into this, that there was an awakening about a whole style of doing, you know, London dry gin that, uh, it kind of came back in and that's really good. And there were a lot of other surprises along the way, you know, for everybody as well. Um, Charlie, uh, what surprised you? Um, the burnout of the palate over the course of the experience. We went through 40, 43 gins before we finally kind of arrived at these 10. And I, I'm surprised some of these trying them in again today, how fresh <laughs> my palate can be and how, how refreshed. I, I don't know how you do it any other way than we did it last night, but it, quite honestly, um, for me, the experience was there was a lot of diversity, but there was also, there were some clear losers and there were some clear winners and there wasn't as much mid ground as I thought there would be. I, either I really liked liked it or I tended to not like it. And and that was surprising because with spirits, I usually find it runs the whole continuum. And it, it was some were done really well and some were done really horribly. Yeah. Uh, Jenny. Uh, yeah, I was surprised. Uh, one, in, in, in the interest of full disclosure, in one of the blind lineups was a gin that I actually have, have sold as a, as a representative for this distillery. And I did not recognize it uh, immediately upon tasting. Once I'd known that I, I, had t I had already tried it, I was able to think back and go, okay, I think I know which one it was. But <laughs> that, was, that was shocking. Were you hunting I, for it? I was trying to, yes. Oh, I was trying to think about, like, huh. I, well, and I, just, I, I thought that I would, I, know, I thought for sure that as soon as I tried it, I would recognize it. And I didn't, which was surprising. Huh. I had two revelations, one being during the London Dry tasting that I was really craving something to taste like London Dry Gin and whatever that meant to me. And then the other revelation was in the second category of things that didn't 
if I had tasted them in any other setting and not known I was tasting gin, would still not know I was tasting gin. Uh, I think from a scoring perspective, what I found interesting was how high we scored all the London Dry series versus the botanicals. It was interesting yeah. that that reference, you know, taste profile. Hmm. Well, uh, that's all the time we have for our episode today. Listen, we need to thank a few people for making this episode possible. Many of the producers that create these products sent these products to us at our request, and we thank you very much. A uh, special shout-out to Best Brands Distributors in Tennessee, as well as the incredible uh, work of our cast and our crew that's uh, worked on this episode to make it possible over the last four months. So thank you, everyone, very much. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode and catch all of our episodes online as well on SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher, YouTube, PRX, iHeart, Spreaker, our native media host. iTunes and our own Android app are the easiest ways to enjoy the show on your phone. Just search for Sip, Suds, and Smokes on iTunes or in the Google Play Store. Be sure to tap subscribe and the show will always be on your phone. We love your feedback and you can reach us online anytime at info at sipsudsandsmokes.com. Please do not start those emails with about Sparky. Uh, <laughs> our daily tasting notes flow out on Twitter every single day, and our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news. You'll also be, inter- be able to interact with a thousand of other fans on the social media platforms. Do us a favor and take the time to rate this episode if you're listening to us online. That's a great big help, and we get to see your feedback as well. I want to take the time to thank my co-host, good old boy Sparky. Absolutely. Thank you. Good old gal, Carrie Ann. I made it through a whole episode without saying Roll Tide. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I just can't believe that. <laughs> Charlie, thank you for being here. Thank you. <laughs> really? We should make her drink that, Are that, they? that product <laughs> we didn't talk about. Would they even know what vomit? gin is in vomit, Alabama? Vomit. Is that where That'd be the floor of the chucker. <laughs> thank uh-huh. you for being here, Jenny. Thank you for having us. Listen, uh, come back. Join us once again for another great episode of Sip, Suds, and Smokes. I'll ask you to keep on sipping. This has been a one-tan-hand production of Sip, Suds, and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your hosts, the good old boys, will see you all next time. (laughs) 